was heavy as hell. I, but it was heavy as hell. <laughs> and right now he's he's thinking to himself, oops. Look at, look at the dog. When, when can I open my eyes? How does this work? I didn't I didn't get to the... Welcome to our family, can Kiko. You just push the button because I, I don't want to... Welcome to our family, Kiko. I don't want to lose the million dollars. Scratch that. It ain't even got to be a year from now. It can be a month from now. I want a million dollars a month from now. What are you doing about your health next week? <laughs> Now, if you're going to a church like this and you're like, you know, I knew something was wrong, that's the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit is the one saying, hey, open up your Bible. Yeah. Compare it to what this clown is saying. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hit, Hit the, the bar. bar. I'm Steve Kozar. Paulette Kozar. We've got Ginger who's trying to lick something as, as she normally does. As she normally does. And this is the new addition of the family. This is Kiko. Kiko. And what is he wearing? He's wearing the Basta sweater. That was made for Lucy, but Lucy wasn't able to what? Wear it. Let me see. So one of our listeners. Kiko's very, very skinny. She's yes. a rescue dog. He. I keep saying she. <laughs> he. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So three weeks ago, he was in Houston, and yeah. somebody surrendered him because they couldn't afford him, and he has skin and bones. And um, the poor dog's been through. We're the fourth home through the rescues and um, it's been neutered and had but shots it, and this pills. This is the, the best home. Oh, of course it's the best home. The other yeah. ones were just um, getting him ready, right. And he's really sweet. We're we're really glad we have him. And she's still trying to figure him out, which is yeah. the way it is. You know, she's got to prove her hierarchy. Anyway. He's four, she's 11. Yeah, that's right. So big age difference. Yeah. But they don't, they don't to... share the same taste in music. <laughs> or like, clothing. Yeah. One is real hip, the other yeah. one is just yeah. set in her ways. It's different you know. generations. Yeah. Hey, so we're going to do something that's going to be horrible and painful. Yes. We're going to do another Michael Todd sermon review. And if you hadn't watched our show before, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to put a link to this in its entirety beneath this. If you don't like us uh, interrupting, because that's what this whole show is about. We Hit interrupt each other, we interrupt the show, we talk about what he just said. Hit the space bar, that's yeah. how we interrupt. We yeah. critically evaluate and we compare what he says to what the Bible actually says. And I just happened to find a TBN short version of this, about a 10-minute uh, clip, and it was terrible. I mean, not that he was saying, you know, go out and worship Satan or anything, but <laughs> what he was saying was just completely not biblical. And it's the same thing that, that most of these guys do, and it's centered around two major verses that I think maybe are misused the most. I know for sure Proverbs twenty nine eighteen is one of the top three. The dream. The vision. The vision. Yeah. Uh, the, and I, I made a whole video, video on that where I just showed one pastor after another. Very, very famous pastors. Craig Grishel, uh Rick Warren, all these people who without are Without a vision, to know people perish. Yeah, without a vision, people perish. Right. And that means you got to have a vision, otherwise your dreams will die. You will perish. And you won't accomplish your destiny. God-given God destiny. Yeah. You'll it's, be lost. It's a completely fictitious teaching yeah. that does not actually exist in the Bible. It's something they've made up. Oh, I was going to... And we used to believe that when we were in the Word of Faith movement. And um, we believe the pastor saying that for the church, that he's got to have a vision from God, otherwise he doesn't know where the church is going. You have to have yeah. a vision for your own life, for your family. Otherwise, you don't know where you're going. Now, it's, this is different than planning and making goals and um, achieving goals. And, you know, we're supposed to plan. And God directs our steps. I think that's in Proverbs or Psalms there. Mm -hmm. So um, that's good. But this is, this is all about something completely different, dressed up like that. First Timothy chapter 4. 
Starting at verse 1 says, The Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars, those, I mean, whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry Catholic Church. Catholic Church. And order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Um, if you point these things out to, to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless, godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. So apparently in the early church, Paul was already having to tell Timothy, people are just spreading stories, mm -hmm. godless myths, uh, old wives' tales. It's really pretty insulting. I, I actually get these passages mixed up because they're, they're both similar and they're both really good. Yeah, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, okay. if you don't remember which T Timothy it is, just say something Timothy chapter 4 you're going to find what I'm talking about because it, 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 it's Paul talking to a young pastor and giving him advice on what to watch out for what to do and not do in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his approach of his appearing and his kingdom I give you this charge preach the word be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Hmm. Yep, that time has come. Yeah, doctrine's not important. <laughs> and by the way, doctrine isn't some fancy thing that only a few people can understand. What does it mean? It just means teachings about God. Yep. Anybody who gets on stage and tells you things about God is teaching doctrine. Yes. It may be really bad doctrine. It may be really shallow, almost silly doctrine because it's so unbiblical, but it's still a form of doctrine. Mm-hmm. Okay, instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around themselves a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. There's that idea of people wanting to hear myths again. They want to have their ears itched. Um, but you, he's talking to Pastor Timothy, you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of, of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Okay, so I just wanted to start with that. There's, there's, a, um, there's a number of verses like that, but I want you to... I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to skip around a bit because this is really long. How long is it? It's... it's um, hour and 20 minutes? No, it's longer than an hour. It's, the entire video is an hour and 39 <clears throat> minutes with a little bit of singing, but it's mostly him talking. Yeah. This man really likes to talk. Hear himself talk. Yes. To actually do what was hard because I had a vision. Vision gives energy. Number two. So he, this is near the end. He's giving her a bunch of reasons why you have to have vision. So why are we starting at the end? Because I want you to hear what he's about to say. Okay. And I think that's going to be a good foundation for you to understand who this man is. Okay. Vision eliminates excuses. When you get a vision, excuses become irrelevant. I do tons of stuff I don't like doing because... Okay, so that's not a bad thing to say. Everybody does that, right? We all got Tons of stuff we don't like doing? Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. true. I go okay. to a job. <laughs> we, we all would like to be retired, wouldn't we? <laughs> we got to be responsible adults and right. just do regular things. And a lot of those are just ordinary things we don't like. Now, if you were a pastor, would you say that preparing 
your sermons and reading the Bible and studying scripture would be one of those things that you just have to do even though you don't want to? Uh, typically, I would think that, <laughs> that if, if, be... a, if, a, if somebody in his position were to be in charge of a flock, number one, what would drive him to actually be in ministry is his passion for Christ and the message, for the his, good for news. The, for the Word, the Word for of God. For the Word of God. And that would be something that he would feel privileged to be able to read and to be paid for to be able to then preach to that the is, group. That's the primary purpose of a pastor. Right. It's not to be a motivational speaker. It's not to, uh, you know, be a counselor. There's a lot of things that pastors get sidetracked with, but ultimately their job is to preach the word. That's right. Because of the vision that God's given me. Can I be hot with y'all, humble, open, and transparent? I don't like studying to preach every Sunday. It is tedious work for me. I start on Wednesday. <laughs> wow. So I didn't hear the last 20 minutes of this, and this is part that I didn't hear. That's bad. This is amazingly bad. Yes. I mean, if he was to say something like, I work really hard on preparing sermons. I'll give you an example. Our pastor at our small little Lutheran church just down the road, he says for one minute of sermon time, and his sermons are only about 20 to 25 minutes. Right. One minute requires about an hour of prep. So a 20-minute sermon is 20 hours of work. Mm -hmm. That's his primary thing. That's what he does more than anything else. And he won't get off track. Right. If somebody says, Pastor, you should try this, you should do that, we should start a new thing. And he's yeah. like, you know what, go ahead. That's a great idea. If you want to do that, do it. But I've got one job here, and that is to study God's Word, to preach God's Word every week. Everything and he does else, more than that, I mean, for the week. I that's, mean, the, that's the most important that, part. Right. That's the core of the what core. he does. Yes, and there's a lot of other things he does, but that is number one. Yes to get to Sunday. And I'm working on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday and I'm tweaking up until 30 minutes before service on Sunday. Every week. <laughs> Aw, poor oh. guy. Every week. He works Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, to, to and To get on Sunday. stage and give a speech. Yeah. And get paid hundreds of thousands of and dollars. And to be treated like a rock star. I'd like to note that sometimes they get up there and say, I had it all planned. But God just gave me a new message. And then Didn't they just, just say that? He said he tweaks it up until the last 30 yes, minutes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Now, but sometimes it's like, you know, I just have to throw the whole thing right, away. Right. That's, I got to start. And then they go off on whatever tangent that they feel they need to. So I wanted you to see that as a starting point, that that's, that's a really bad starting point. However you try to, you know, wiggle a nice reading out of that, like yeah. to try to give them the benefit of the doubt, it's just really bad. Let me see if, I think that's all, but... But I will do it for the rest of my life. Because God gave him a vision. This is not a Christian pastor teaching Christian doctrine. For him to say that he hates studying. Yeah. Oh boy, just in case y'all were wondering. There you go, honey. That's a great weather app. And, and by the way, we have this harness on him over the sweater. Otherwise it falls off. Yeah, the harness falls of off. Yeah. I'm and supposed even, to be charging my phone right now because I'm going to call Daryl. And even now, he can slide off with this on and the sweater. I found him shimmying out of it. <laughs> now, we just got him. Today's Tuesday. We just got him Sunday. Yeah. So today's his third day with us. You're doing really good. You're doing really good. <laughs> it's really something. I didn't, I didn't think that he would actually sit. Yeah, we now, don't really like, know him very well. He does so. like sitting with me when I'm down here working. He'll be in the chair and he... As soon as I leave for just 30 seconds, I, I tiptoe out of here, follows me out of the So what do, you, what do you think that this looks like? What kind of what cartoon strip when we were kids? 
Dagwood oh, oh, and Blondie. Yeah. yeah, the dog that always followed Dagwood. Yeah, everywhere. that's what this one does. Yeah. And then when I'm home, he's yes. following me everywhere. He's so sweet. Hi. And he fits through the baby gate upstairs because yeah. he's so skinny. He goes wherever he wants. Yeah, he was he was starving, so we're slowly feeding him. Yeah, we are because we don't want him to get mm. sick. But he is such. And a his fur was all matted, so they kind of shaved it off. They so did they, shave it off. I said he is the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas tree of dogs. <laughs> Okay, let's get back on okay, track. Yes. Back. back. Back on track. So that's the starting point. He hates doing the, the work sad. of preparing a sermon. He doesn't show any love for the Word of God. And the most shocking thing about this incredibly long sermon is that, well, you can do this yourself if you want. Um, it actually has all these little things in there that I should do for mine, but I don't have time, where it kind of tells you what it, it, it actually tells you where the, um, the Bible passages are that he uses. So you can go right to him. And he misuses every one. Uh, I wrote it down. Proverbs 29, 18, which is the primary one. And then Habakkuk 2, verses 2 and 3. He does that at 41 minutes. And then he misuses 1 Corinthians 2, 9. And then he misuses uh, Hebrews 12, 2. Oh, and then he misuses one from James. I didn't write that down. But he misuses all of them. And Now, there are times when different Christians have a slightly different interpretation of something, and that's fine. We don't get into those really minute details on this show. He's not doing that. He's actually ignoring the obvious meaning of these passages. So let's go. I'm going to use that little thing he put here, and I'm going to go to the vision thing. Okay. Say vision! Proverbs 29, 18, King James Version. I'm going to like four different translations. By the way, I have it sped up a little bit so I can get through this faster. So this can ring in your mind forever. Where there is no vision, <clears throat> the people perish. It does not say where there is no vision, the people just don't get all the things that God has for them. They die. Can I give you the Michael Living translation? Let me remix this whole thing. Oh, sure. You're a, you're a Bible scholar. Go ahead. The one who doesn't like doing study. Prep. Something dies that God wanted to live. Mix this. Okay, so this whole is the, thing. Hang on, hang on a vision, second. Something dies that God wanted to live. No, go back. Before that. Okay. Did they even put the scripture verse up there? Yeah, they did. Oh, they did. They okay, because I was too busy looking at it the It was dog. very small. Yeah. And in this sermon, you'll notice that the actual passages that are important are what he says. They're in much larger font and they're emphasized. And if you took all of the scripture passages away, it would make no difference. He would still say all the things that he says because the real emphasis is what he's teaching. And he's only using the Bible as a prop. He's, he's misusing the Bible to say, you know, what he wanted to say to begin with, which is the exact same thing a motivational speaker would say. So what if somebody were to say, well, the Bible says that, why is that wrong in saying that? I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay, let's good. let him go a little bit. All right. But this is his version. Without vision, something dies that God wanted to live. You'll notice that God is not a sovereign God sovereign, no. in this teaching at all. And sovereign just means God is in charge. God's uh, able we'll to do what He wants to do. He, he's in control. He's mm -hmm. not just going, "Oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. Now what am I going to do?" Or they're not doing this. Uh, I can't move until they do something. Right. Um, Which puts the pressure on you as I'm going to I'm going to give you the nutshell of this verse it just means that without the word of god teaching us we do bad things we get off track we we get off the rails so by having god's word given to us which is the bible we're able to stay on track 
it gives us the laws to follow so that we won't mess up our lives too badly, mm -hmm. although we still tend to do that anyway. That's all this verse is. And everybody who reads the Bible in context, who has just a simple study Bible, you don't even need a study Bible. What are you making that face for? Because it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. imitating He's him. He's looking at you. <laughs> like I was saying, Kiko. <laughs> I guess they were just getting used to him, so I don't really know him yet. Um, this is fun. So your Bible. I'm that, not that's moving. the one. Can you give me the... Oh, boy. This is the King James Study Bible from um, Holman, I believe. There and, we go. Uh, of course, the King James is the, is the very Bible that Jesus used, so that's good. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, he is happy. That's the old traditional version from the King James. Now, what you'll notice is that when he gave this verse, he did what most of these people do. He didn't actually give you the whole verse. He's telling you he's giving you a but verse. Yeah, look at how tiny that wording yeah. is. And it's only half a verse. And he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't bother to tell you that I'm only giving you half of it. I think he does get to the other half later. But the other half really helps you with the meaning. And I'm going to read you the, the notes. Did you read the whole thing? Yeah, I'll read it again. Okay, do that. Where, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, he is happy. So, vision refers to the inspired message from God. In this case, the wisdom of Proverbs. True happiness is found within God's plan. This is really elementary. You know, should we follow God's laws or should we just do whatever we want? No, we should follow God's laws. Yeah. Happy is the person, blessed is the person who follows God's laws. Right. This is not the primary purpose of the Bible, by the way, because all of us violate God's yeah. laws. Even though God gave us his laws, what the law really does is it condemns us. Yeah. And we're shown over and over and over again as we violate God's law that we need a Redeemer who will save us from our sin. And our sin is the fact that we reject God's law, even though sometimes we might follow it every once in a while on a good day. Most of the time we don't. But when we do, we're blessed. We're happy. Um, in fact... He's going to really prove what a scholar he is by reading it from more than one translation. But that doesn't matter because he's not reading the actual meaning. He's right. taking what he wants it to say and he's kind of shoving that into the text. Translation, let me remix this whole thing. Without vision, something dies that God wanted to live. Wow. wow. Where there's no... I am convinced that he has a uh, Stephen Furtick cheering squad because hmm. it's just too obvious. They're yeah. too... They're too Nobody is that Blatant. impressed. Yeah. Over and over again. Vision, God was like, man, I wanted something to live right there. Man, I wanted something to flourish right there. Man, I wanted to... But they wouldn't get a vision from me. Okay, so this is this is really key right here. I, w I heard this earlier, and I'm like, okay, so God really, really, really wants you to have this vision thing. Paul didn't teach this. Jesus didn't teach this. The Apostle John, Apostle James, you know, huh. the brother of Christ. Right. Peter. They didn't, none of them taught this. Hmm. But he's telling you with confidence over and over and over again in this very long sermon that God is trying to give you this thing. He's trying to, but he can't because you won't do the thing you're supposed to do. Right. Does that sound like a God who's in control of things? No. This, <clears throat> no. this is a pathetic God who's trying to... And, and the amazing thing is God's trying to bless you. He's not even trying to <laughs> discipline you. And if you read the, the Proverbs that we were just in, in fact... Why don't I do that right now, boys and girls? Okay. He's kind of slip-sliding away. He's like this little puppet. <laughs> Hello, puppet. Hello, puppet. Proverbs are just wise sayings. 
So they're not universally applicable. Like if you just memorize it and say it over and over again, it's it has to happen. That's word of faith teaching, by the way. If, if you're used to that, it's it's one way of interpreting the Bible, but it's not the best way because the Bible interprets itself, and that thing is something you don't see overall. Um, I'm just going to start at verse one because this guy's not going to read the Bible hardly at all. We got to right. compensate. We do have to compensate. The wicked flee. This is the ESV translation. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. When a land transgresses, it has many rulers, but with a man of understanding and knowledge, its stability will long continue. A poor man oppresses the poor is a beating rain that leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law strive against them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. The one who keeps the law is a son with understanding, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. Whoever multiplies his wealth by interest and profit gathers it for him who is generous to the poor. If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Whoever misleads the upright into an evil way will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will have a, a, a goodly inheritance. A rich man is wise in his own eyes, but a poor man has understanding that, but a poor man who has understanding will find him out. When the righteous triumph, there is great glory, but when the wicked rise, people hide themselves. Whoever conceals his transgressors will not prosper, but he who, he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked ruler over a poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a cruel oppressor, but he who hates unjust gain will prolong his days. If one is burdened with the blood of another, he will be a fugitive until death. Let no one help him. Whoever walks in integrity will be delivered, but he who is crooked in his ways will suddenly fall. And I was actually reading from chapter 28 <laughs> the whole time. I, I was like, oh, I just got to the verse that was supposed to be the one, and I was in the wrong chapter. What are you doing? See, these are moral teachings, though. You can see this is not about how to have a, a, a happy, successful vision from God right. thing. Let me, let me go a little bit into the next chapter. Sorry about that. No, I'm not sorry. That was the Word of God. That's right. Um, if a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs, and there is no quiet. Bloodthirsty men hate one who is blameless and seek the life of the upright. A fool gives vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. If a ruler listens to falsehood, all his officials will be wicked. The poor man and the oppressor meet together. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. If a king faithfully judges the poor, his throne will be established forever. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. The rod and reproof give wisdom. So being disciplined, being punished for doing bad things uh, is, is actually a, is a way of gaining wisdom. Uh, when the wicked increase, transgression increases, but the righteous will look upon their downfall. Discipline your son, and he will give you rest. He will give delight to your heart. Mm. But when there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. Not, not but when. I, I added that word but. It's not there. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. By mere words, a servant is not disciplined. For though he understands, he will not respond. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. See, these are just little wise sayings. So that one verse, which is more than what he said it is, is really a very simple thing saying that people who hear and follow God's laws 
prophetic words. They're going to be blessed. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad verse. It's just been misused over and over, over again. again so and this guy who claims to study the Bible and he hates it, yeah. didn't study this verse, the yeah. verse that he features the most prominently in this really bad sermon. So when there's no vision, I command that to be a desolate place. Oh, wow. This, this is witchcraft. He's talking like he's God himself who has the power to command things. Yeah. Where there's no vision, it won't flourish. Where there's no vision, it cannot feed others with life. I want you to think of every area in your life and ask yourself, do I have vision there? I'm not talking about a dissertation of 16 points and all this stuff. A written down vision of what you want in that area of your life. What God has said about you in that area. What he said in his word about that area of your life. So what you have in your head is the same thing as what God says said. in his word. Mm -hmm. This is, we've, we've done so many of these. They all yeah. say this. They do. And you know what? To be honest, we don't make these videos to try to convince all of his followers because we know yeah. that's impossible. Because if you're following Michael Todd and you really think this is great stuff, you're you're you're, um, you're not listening to us right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> this our, our videos are for people who are like something's wrong. I yeah. can't put my finger on it because that's yep. where we were. That's where we were, right? And so we're trying to help you go. Yeah, you're not crazy. He's wrong. He's yeah. way off. Even he might have a famous, lot of money and be very famous and sound so confident. This guy has a best-selling book. I mean. Uh, he says it in here that he made a bunch of money from the last book and he was able to take 20-some people on a long vacation oh, that's somewhere right. yeah. with all the money Family, his whole family. And I'm not, I'm and not then against he somebody writing a book it. having yeah. been successful, so you right. can, but he's he's not teaching sound biblical yeah. doctrine, and he's doing it as a quote-unquote Christian pastor. Right. This is a bizarre world we live in. Yeah, and is. I added up just briefly, trying to figure out, on TBN, they might as well call themselves the Michael Todd Network because really? they, they put his videos up more than anybody else by far. Okay, here we go. Ding! So in the last four <clears throat> months, there were approximately 2.3 million views of Michael Todd's videos on the TBN YouTube channel. Now, this isn't talking about TBN TV. This is just on YouTube. Wow. I don't know how to measure what... Wow. Wow. <laughs> but on his own channel, he gets 2.4 million views in just one month. Oh man! So we're talking in the in the period of a year, tens of millions of views on YouTube alone, not including the people who see him in person and the people who see him on TV. So it's a very influential person, and the Bible is incredibly clear that when somebody is publicly teaching false doctrine, we as Christians are to reject them and to warn others to also reject them. So that's why we make these videos. That's right. Let's keep going. Get a. Vision. Oh, I, I didn't finish my thought, which was basically you um, you have this God who's not capable of giving you what you want until you have a vision. And so he's going to really... Pound um, it. What's the word? Browbeat. Browbeat, he's, that's it. He's just browbeating these people about you're not doing enough of the thing that I'm doing. He's really good at having the, um, the thing that we talked about. Who... Hubris? Oh, hubris. I actually wrote down some timestamps if we can get to it. Hubris. Without vision, something dies that God wanted to live. In other words, this is what I see all over the world. What do you mean, in other words? You already put it in other words. That's right. not even a Bible verse. Right. So he, he made his own version of the Bible verse, and now he's saying, in other words... Many people are existing, but not living. Many people are existing, but not living. Oh, boy. So this is how you can be, you know, you can be winning in life. It's just... 
This is not Christianity. No, it's like you're there to eat some healthy food and he's giving you candy canes. Yes. Here you go. Have some more sugar. Well, what's the sugar going to do? It's going to rot your teeth. Well, yeah. what's this going to do? Rot your soul. Not only that. <laughs> really well. His his overall style is to always use stunts and props and things, right. which he does with suitcases. Was It's a really bad a swimming pool. I remember that one, yeah, the first one we did. Yeah. The, the people that are attracted by a church that has a, uh, a completely untrained, entertaining pastor who has to use lots of stunts to mm -hmm. get people in the door, they're, they're not going to be serious about their faith. If they're even Christians at all, they're going to be the low rung of the ladder, so to speak. I'm speaking in generalities. I don't mean to insult people. But what you find is they're constantly browbeating the people in the church to do more, to work harder, to do the thing that they should do because... Well, he's telling them, you know, do stuff, and he's got kind of the lowest con common denominator type of audience because that's who he attracts by the style of preaching that he does. Do you see what I'm saying? Basically, you do a really corny, cheesy, entertaining, ridiculous sermon using ridiculous props because you want to attract people, but you don't really attract the general public. You attract the people who are like, I wasn't going to go to church until I saw that guy jumping around in a swimming pool. That's my kind of ch I want to go to church now. Woo doggy. That looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> He's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so I can do the Southern thing. I mean, can we or, just... Or, or, may I interject something? Yes, yeah. <laughs> we were a part of the church, and we were working really hard. And we were, you know, because because it's like if you're going to be a good Christian, you, you got to do a lot. You got to do a lot because and you, you Jesus is your savior, but then you got to be you got to make him your Lord by right, kind of paying him back right for the rest of your life. And he's so always then, kind of mad at you because you're not doing enough. And then they're always saying, well, you know, twenty percent of the people do eighty percent of the work. Which one are you? And well, don't you? I mean, so so there's a lot more than just what you said. There's people who actually want to serve the Lord and mm -hmm. and think Thank that. You. They should really work hard, and then they end up just getting so burnt out that they don't want to even think about church anymore, let alone go. We're trying these new recorder things. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I hope it's working. You know what? I just realized. Uh-oh, it wasn't on the whole time. No, no, I got it pointing the wrong way. Oh. There we go. So, by the way, three days, they say it takes for a dog like this. Hold on, hold on. To decompress. So he's decompressing. They said make sure he just sleeps. Hold on. There, that was professional. He's quiet. We are professional video makers. <laughs> I'm not Hello, losing. Hello, is this on? I'm not losing my train of thought. And that he doesn't have play dates and keep things very calm because he needs to just decompress and sleep. And that this is not the same dog that you're going to have in two months because in two months they're going to be more. He just is a flopsy, let me sleep. Although when it's food, he just eats a lot of it. Anyway, so don't think he's sick or anything because he's this is what he should be doing and he's had a full day today. Yeah. If I look at the state of most people's life, they're in a state of existence. They're not flourishing. They're not joyful. They're not overwhelmed with the goodness of God. They're not there existing. That You know why that is, Michael Todd? It's because browbeating 
non-pastors like you don't give the gospel. That's right. You don't give people the pure gospel message that frees people from their sin. That's right. You are constantly haranguing people. You're you're browbeating people. You're you're bragging about yourself and all the stuff that supposedly God told you and how great you are. And you do brag about yourself, even though you try to be humble at times. Okay, I gotta show some proof of that, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, sixteen oh five. Not just your family, not just your. My crazy faith has changed hundreds of thousands of people's lives because of one person believing. He's his crazy faith, which is the name of the book he's selling in his sermon series, has changed hundreds of thousands of people's lives. Wow, you are amazing, Michael Todd. He said because of one person changing their life. And he got a vision. Okay, that's what it was about. This yeah. whole thing is about how he got a vision. And he, he did this in the last sermon we, we <clears throat> Right, I remember. Yeah, he's, he wrote down some little thing when he was 15. Keep it going. Hold on. The only reason I feel so passionate about this because I figured it out. But I am the product of living a life full of vision. And a lot of times I can pray for people that will never get what I prayed for them for. Because they don't have vision for themselves. So if it doesn't come true, it's because it's your fault. Yeah. It's all you again. Now, this and is, his word is so profound that it's from God. He hears from God constantly. But if you don't follow through and it doesn't happen in your life, something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. How many people are listening to this and say, yeah, I can understand that. That was me. That was us. He gives them false hope. Right. Makes them think that, you know, I, I finally got the secret sauce. Yeah, that the world is now going to... I got the pixie dust. The world's going to be their oyster. Yes. They're going to have the worldly things, and they're going to have this pleasure, and, of course, to bless other people. But you're not going to have any problems with financial or being a leader or influential like him. This whole thing is about any problem in your life is the fault of yourself because you haven't had a vision for that area for that area yeah because he was saying in every area of your life there's 19 areas or he, whatever he doesn't talk about the very simple biblical concept that we are sinners right who are in trouble most of the time because of our sin he never brings it up he says it's because you don't have a vision for that area in your life mm -hmm. he could be doing the thing a pastor actually does by pointing to god's word where it teaches us to do this and this and this and don't do that and don't do that and don't do that that would be really simple. It'd be more helpful. Yes, and he would he would be up there saying, "Hey, I'm I'm just like the rest of you. I'm mm -hmm. not the I'm not the superstar who hears from God." He doesn't I'm just... say that. He goes, "I'm the one who hears from God." Yep. Let's keep it going. He just says more. Yourself, do I have vision there? I'm not talking about a dissertation of 16 points and all this stuff. A written down vision of what you want in that area of your life. What God has said about you in that area. What He said in His Word about that area of your life. Get a vision. If there's an area of your life that God has said something about in his word, why would you need a vision? Right. He's just saying that because he knows it sounds good. Yeah. It's not in, you know, I really feel like God wants me to do X, Y, and Z. You see if he wants to go You're not going to find it in the Bible because your life story is not in the Bible. Right. Hey, there's my shirt. Oh, microphone deal. There, now he's going to settle down over there and sleep. Messed Up Church channel, constantly trying to get better audio for our audience. Yeah. I just got these things. They actually record our voices individually, and then I'll add those tracks. So hopefully it works. Hopefully it works. Actually, I think I did something wrong, and the microphones weren't recording us at all. It's just the overhead microphones, so the sound isn't actually that good in this video. Hopefully I'll fix it next time, though.
I hate it when the sound is is not clear. I really I, know. I like clarity. I know. Clarity. Hi there, stinker. Without vision, something dies that God wanted to live. In other So now he's quoting his own reinterpretation of the <laughs> verse. He's not actually quoting the verse anymore. Words. This yeah. is what I see all over the world. Many people are existing but not living. If I look at the So what what's your definition of living, Michael Todd? Being like and, him. And and who died and made you boss? <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. that's, and that's the other thing that I think is really important is I know for us being in this type of church setting, you kind of have that idea of what living really is. And it's very judgmental. It's, and, and I remember thinking if I'm not doing this and this and this, gosh, I'm not really living. So I'm not, I'm, I'm a, I'm subpar. You don't want to be an ordinary Christian like all those regular people. You know, the ones that buy our books and pay our bills and write those Because they're, they're still trying to be like a not subpar person, but somebody great like me. This is Amway. So The guy at the top is telling everyone down below, right? don't you want to be thing. like me? So when we were going to our former church and then we went to the new church, the Lutheran church, and I was understanding that it's okay to have just a life you know if a you, normal life well but then describe what normal is that that's the other thing we had to really peel i had to peel back what's normal it's not hearing from god every day it's not it's not you know changing thousands of people's lives it's not healing everybody and you know i it's it's if you're a mom and you have children at yeah, home just, that's your yeah, focus exactly that's your vocation if you um are married it's being a wife and being um supportive and working with your husband on your relationship and keeping your family together and what god's called you to do as a couple and so i remember the relief that came because i didn't think i had to do something so spectacular that i could just be me and yeah. it's okay. I could live the rest of my life being a mom, being a wife, going to work, being a housemaker, which I enjoy, and doing the things, and then sharing Christ with my friends or the, my neighbors or people that are in my in my circle of influence. That's right. I was say walk of life. But anyway. So I, I think that's really important because again, when we listen to people like him, we think we're subpar because we're not having all of these things and bullet points and so the ear tickling anyway. part is making you think that you're going to be i think he's thirsty yeah you're going to be just like him right or his celebrity friends well and then you get everything that he has yeah and that's the whole thing it's like well we need we don't have a bowl for him do we no we didn't think of that he, he's going to want something to drink okay we're going to take a break break there we go you feel better now there he is Kiko okay we're man. back Kiko scooted out of his sweater and harness thingy. I need to have some water. Had some water. Um, yes, you're good. Let's keep going. Okay. State of most people's life, they're in a state of existence. They're not flourishing. They're not joyful. They're not overwhelmed with the goodness of God. So you're yeah. not living unless you're this exaggerated person. Why, why should they be overwhelmed with the goodness <clears throat> of God? You don't talk about that. You talk about having a vision and all the stuff people have to do. And then what you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, and he's just... He's Actually, just, he doesn't even say what you're going to get. It's whatever you want it to be. And it, he compares it with what he's doing. Right. They're not... They're existing. That is a sure sign that there is an area where there is no vision. Oh, man. Let's go to Proverbs 29, 18, the English Standard Version. Oh, ESV. wow. 
He's gonna use Where there is version. no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. See, I love this version of it because prophetic means it's telling something in the future. There's something that I'm not at yet, but there's a prophetic vision. A vision is something that is not where I'm at, but it's up ahead. He just goes on and on, and it's all false. That's not what this verse is about. It's not about a prophetic vision of something in your head. And he's going to go on to say it's not imagination because it's just in your head when it's a thing in your head. It's not real yet. It becomes an actual vision from God when you write it down. And I want everybody to know that in your life, there is a plan that God already has that is up in your future. I'm not there yet, but it looks good up there better than it does right here. This is tickling ears by yes, definition. She's just going but if I don't on. get an image of that prophetic vision, I cast off restraint. Or let me remix it. Let, this is a passage remix for you. When you don't <laughs> see it before you see it, people stop caring. Oh, there's it is. There's, there's the. There's the <laughs> and they're all capital letters. Yeah. This is the real Bible. It's him. It's him. Okay, so here's the question. What is the difference between this and a cult leader? Cult leaders use the Bible. Cult leaders talk about God, and they even get some things right. right here and there. And then they talk about how God talks to them and gives them a very specific message for their specific group that they have to obey. Right. If they're going to actually accomplish whatever. Whether it's stuff they're going to accomplish for their own lives, or as a church, how they're going to go out and change the entire world. I cast off restraint. If you don't see it and get a vision of the prophetic future before you get there, you stop caring about stuff. Some of y'all do not care about relationships that are around you because you don't know your future. See how he just weaves anything? You don't know your future. Then you might as well, I mean, then we're looking at a you psychic. You don't care about your relationships because you don't know your prophetic future. Fortune telling. I know in the future. You know what I do know? I know that, that Christ died for my sins and that I'm a child of God and that my hope is in going to heaven. That's my future. The rest of it, I'm, I don't know. You know, God, God's in control. Those people are supposed to help you in another season, and you're mean to them right now. Oh. Oh, here we go. So you stop caring. Well, it don't matter if I forgive them. They're the linchpin to the next thing that God wants to do in your life. But you have no prophetic vision. You don't see nothing up ahead, and so you stop caring. There are so many areas of our life. When you find an area where you don't care, it's linked to what the vision is for that area. <laughs> You find There's a flow chart. We need a flow chart. Yeah. So, so for those of you who are questioning us and think yeah. we're too harsh, I just want to point out, what is the emphasis? Is it the Word of God? Is it the true Word of God? Or is it what He's saying? It's so obvious. It's what He is saying. And the only reason you would believe it is because you would believe that God is literally speaking to Him. But the whole problem with that is the God who wrote the Bible is not speaking to Him. Or that's a God who can't make up His mind right. about anything. And He, you know... Is contradicting himself. I think she wants to go down. You want to get some water? Yeah, and I, yes. Good I'm point. Gonna, I'm going to have him go a little bit further on this, and then we're going to go to Habakkuk, and then we're going to call Daryl. Okay. There are so many areas of our life. When you find an area where you don't care, it's linked to what the vision is for that area. Uh-huh. I'm trying to help you reverse engineer this. Some of y'all do not care about how you work at your job. You don't care no more. You come in late. Okay, this would be a very simple thing to just talk about as a normal person. <clears throat> that would be sinful. Right. If you're showing up late, but you're supposed to be there at a certain time, you're getting paid to be there at a certain time, 
He doesn't need to do this vision stuff. Everything he's going to talk about in terms of how you need a vision could be addressed in a normal way. But right. he's not a normal pastor because he's got to be special and different and be hearing directly from God. You steal stuff? You steal it's stuff? It's just paper clips? Well, I thought the Bible addressed stealing already. Yeah, already. You don't yeah. have to have a vision for that. Right. <laughs> Duh. You're never going to be a boss, huh? I see right now that you, you'll never be the one signing for everything. It's just Sharpies. It's just printing. And you printing out your vision statement because Pastor Mike told you to do it on the company's paper. Well, it's for God. Go buy a printer. Go to Kinko's. See, I'm getting down to the details because it exposes that you don't have a prophetic vision of stewardship. No, it exposes that, that you steal. Yeah, <laughs> that, they, that they're sinful. Right. You're we not, all you're not... are sinful. Yeah. I came home Just, after work today, and he was not in a good mood. If you want to be in a bad mood, listen to this man. Yeah, I don't Unless like that. Unless that's all you've heard. If this is all you've heard and you think this is normal, I'm really glad you're here, because this is not normal. It this, is not. This is painfully wrong. You don't have a trail of breadcrumbs you got to follow. Wow. You don't see yourself owning and leading and doing things that God has called you to do. So the see, reason why you shouldn't steal is because you don't have a vision that you're going to own a company yourself someday. No, the reason you shouldn't steal is because you should obey God's word. You know that verse that you twisted the entire time you did this horrible excuse for a sermon? It would have given them the answer. Obey God's word, you'll be blessed. There, I got that on my system. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's... I can't remember what I was going to say. Sorry. You've been going on lots of tangents. I know. That's our show. Dude, so you stop caring. And... Oh, that's it. So, so what's important is the one that's writing the checks. What's important is, so you'll never be the one writing the checks. You're never going to be the one. I mean, so now we understand what his definition of success is. How many people are going to own their own businesses? I mean, it's great out of if the you can millions it, and millions don't. and millions right. of people who are viewing this. I mean, I don't want to have my own business. I mean, I'm an artist. It's kind of my own business, but actually running a company. Ugh, that's super hard. But what's added to that is influential, money, right. power. This is the church for winners. Prestige. Losers don't go to this church. Um, I'm I'm important. Can I? Point and you're not important important unless you're signing the things. And here's the the reality is that the vast majority of people in this audience are living vicariously through this man. They're never going to own a company. They're never going to have all of this great stuff in life. They're, they're just hearing about it and feeling better about themselves for a time, but eventually they're gonna realize this guy is just pumping me up because that's what he does. He's tickling our ears. If you stop caring about it, that means you get sloppy about how you present what God has called you to do. And all that vision helped me all the way through. But in every area of your life, I'm challenging you this week. Get a big piece of paper and write down the areas of your life and ask God for vision. So if you write them down, aren't you the one that has the vision? He's telling you God wants to do stuff, but you got to take those things that are in your head and write them down. But then he's saying you have to ask God for a vision. After you write it down. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. No. Obviously it doesn't make sense. 
Habakkuk 2 2 in the message version. I'll I'm making the mistake of thinking that this will actually make some <laughs> kind of sense. That's right. He's going to read it in the message translation, which is not a good translation. Many times it's actually giving you a completely different reading. Love this. And God answered, Write this! Write what you see. That's all God's asking you to do. Write it. what you see. <laughs> Write it. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what is coming. Uh, I, I don't know how I even got this far because I was, I was saying things to the computer today that I should not have said. As I listen to this man. Okay. Um, if you've heard this, you got to write stuff down because then it'll happen. God says write it down because then it'll happen. Isn't that sounds like witchcraft? It is like witchcraft. It's not Christianity. Again, did Jesus teach this? It seems like Jesus would have taught this. Seems like in the rest of the Bible, this would also have been yeah. taught. But it's not. This is, this is a descript descriptive passage. Yes. And it's about a specific time. Um, I'm going to start at the, the first verse of Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, depending yeah. on who you listen to. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time, it hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it, it will surely come, it will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith. Moreover, wine is a traitor, an arrogant man who is never at rest. His greed is as white as Sheol. Like death, he has never enough. He gathers for himself all nations and collects as his own all peoples. I mean, he's just taking this one thing and making it sound like it's this formula to get stuff he's to He's figured happen. it out because he's, he's the poster out. child. Right. So he had secret knowledge. Well, he just copied what he heard other people say, I'm sure, when he was 15. No, he figured it out. He's the poster child. He figured it out. This word vision, this is the uh, study notes from the ESV study Bible. I have tons of study Bibles. That, you know, I don't recommend that there's only one that you should get. Uh, this word vision commonly refers to the prophetic message from God. This, path, this message was to be a permanent witness since it would not be immediately fulfilled. The content may be the entire book of Habakkuk or some shorter portion. So he may run who reads it. This may refer to a herald spreading the message throughout the nation or more generally to anyone fleeing the coming judgment. So to just take a, a, a half a verse out of context and to say this is the guarantee that if you do these things you're going to have all this stuff. It's just such bad teaching. I'm going to let him go just a tiny When minute. you write the vision down, it gives it permission to actually come. So the vision needs your permission. You have to write it down. Right. And when you do that act, then it gets, and I've heard people say then, you know, now you're birthing it. Now it's actually going to come into existence because you're not only saying it, yeah, now you're writing it. It's, it sure would have been great if Jesus would have taught this. <laughs> you know, that would have been so helpful. He could have given us some more clarity on this whole. I think she, I think he agrees with you. Yeah. What do you think there, Kiko? He's just all flopsy. This is the part, by the way, I believe if I remember right. Oh, maybe it was the Proverbs 2918 that was on TBN. They all do this. What is coming is me being healthy. What is coming is my marriage flourishing. 
What is coming is me actually in a marriage. A shout out to my single people. What is coming is this church being stronger than ever. What is coming is me not being addicted to anything. What is, y'all don't even hear me. What is coming is me being able to bless other people the way that God has blessed me. What is coming? See, when you get a vision, yeah. it points to what is coming. And for most of us, we don't have a vision. Okay, so for those of you who have watched this before, uh, about two months, three months ago now, did the interview with Daryl. Yeah. And Daryl is longer. an actual Bible scholar. Yeah, he is a Bible scholar, a real one. <laughs> He's so got the degrees to prove it. I made him listen to this whole thing. He said it took him three different settings. Yeah, because he just couldn't get through it. Yeah, it's bad. Hello. Hey, Daryl, we're ready for you now. Hey, Daryl, it's Paulette. Yeah, hi, Paula. How are you? Hi. Well, kind of just hanging in there. We just <laughs> we just listened to him doing. Uh, do you say Habakkuk or Habakkuk? Habakkuk, Habakkuk. I guess I don't know. Okay, good. Habakkuk. If you don't know, it doesn't matter because Habakkuk. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Yeah, so have I. All right. So I'm I'm so excited to hear from you because since you really studied the Bible, you know that this is all about how you can get things to happen by first having a vision in your head, but that's not, that's step one. Step two is to write it down and then God can make it happen for you. Correct? Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, good. Yeah. Okay, our video's done. People say that, but, uh, okay, well, the, the first thing, you know, the Proverbs 29, 18 verse, yes. uh, the first thing that you need to uh, look at when you look at Hebrew poetry, which this is, is something called parallelism. So Hebrew poetry doesn't necessarily rhyme. It doesn't and doesn't rhyme really. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't have meter like we think of da 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 that type of thing, iambic pentameter or whatever. So what it has is parallelism. So in the case of this particular verse, it's uh, pretty much a kind of synonymous parallelism hmm. where the first line presents an idea, and the second line kind of says the same thing in a different way. Uh, or, or I should say this is antithetical parallelism, where the first line says something, and the second line contrasts with it. Right. Kind of completes so, completes the thought right. with the opposite. I, I got confused because I was thinking of, okay, there's, for example, there's synonymous parallelism which the first line says something, the second line expands on it or kind of says the same thing in a different way, such as Psalm 142.1, for example, with my voice I cry out to the Lord, with my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. So those two lines kind of say the same thing, one expands upon the other. But in this case, you have kind of an antithesis. So you have where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, I'm reading from the ESV, but blessed is he who keeps the law. So in the first line, you have people who are having no um, no preaching, no proclamation of uh, prophetic truth, and they're casting off restraint, they're going wild, they're lawless. But then on the second line, you have blessed is he who keeps the law. So that gives you a clue as to the meaning of the vision in the first part, because it's kind of parallel with the idea of the law in the second part. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Rather than, rather than having the idea of some kind of private visionary experience, uh, 
what you've got is the author of Proverbs, Solomon, here saying that uh, the prophetic vision is really a form of God's law. Now, I looked up, um, there's an old standard, really old, Old Testament commentary by a couple of scholars named Kyle and Dalich. It goes back, I think, over 100 years when it was first uh, published. And it's a 10-volume commentary on the Hebrew Old Testament. And so here is what they say about the vision. Uh, He says, without spiritual preaching, proceeding from spiritual experience, a people is unrestrained. And then he says, um, so, so what he's saying is that the vision means spiritual preaching or prophetic proclamation. That's what the vision means. And that's completely different than everybody for all of human history can have something show up in their, in their imagination that will come to pass if they write it down. It's actually a specific reference to the wisdom that comes from God. It's the revelation that comes only from God through a prophet, perhaps, but it's still from God. Exactly. And then he says, but in the second line, according to the unity of the antithesis, which is what I was talking about, the words are spoken of the people, not of individuals. So in the first line, um, it's speaking of the people. The Hebrew word there is yom, not yom, which is day, but yom, which is people. So it's not even speaking about an individual getting a vision, but it's speaking about if the prophet is not proclaiming God's prophetic truth, the prophetic visions God has given him, and proclaiming to the people, the people will be lawless. Hmm. Okay, but in the second line, uh, according to the unity of the antithesis, the words are spoken of the people, not of individuals. And then he goes on to say, because in the second line, the law there is Torah, And he says, Torah denotes divine teaching, the word of God, whether that of the Sinaitic, which would be the Ten Commandments, or that of the prophetic law. So the prophets were still speaking, so God's word goes forth through through his prophets until the end of Malachi. Um, So he says, while on the one hand a people is in a dissolute condition when the voice of the preacher speaking from divine revelation and enlightening their actions and sufferings by God's word, is silent among them. On the other hand, that same people are to be praised as happy when they show due reverence and fidelity to the word of God, both as written and as preached. That the word of God is preached among the people belongs to their condition of life, and they're only truly happy when they earnestly and willingly subordinate themselves to the word of God which they possess and have the opportunity of hearing. So so what's really happening in this little couplet here, this little verse that everybody is using to talk about some kind of private vision or vision for your church or whatever, is a little instruction about what happens when you don't have preaching going forth of the Word of God and what happens when you do have people hearing and reading and uh, keeping the law of God. So that's that's really what it's about. And if you, I looked at the Greek translation of the Old Testament, which was done, oh, 100 or so years, up to 200 years, nobody knows for sure exactly when, before Christ. 
so the Greek-speaking Jews in the dispersion could have the Old Testament and read it. And their interpretation of this uh, in the Greek is that uh, where where the whether where there is not the presence of sounding forth, the people go beyond the law. Hmm. So so that first sentence really confirms what Kyle and Dalich are saying as far as the Greek translation. What it's really talking about is um, the preaching of the prophets, the proclamation of the prophets to the people. And uh, when that's when they're silent, when there is no prophetic preaching going forth, and in our day, uh, since the canon is closed and there aren't any true prophets, uh, we have the Bible, um, we could say that, uh, let's say if you don't attend preaching, if you're not going to the divine service, if you're not hearing the word of God proclaimed, uh, then chances are uh, your life is going to go off the rails. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, so, it's that so simple. Yeah, so, so that's really what that's about. It's not, it's not this individual visionary or even vision-casting leader kind of thing right. that uh, a lot of these folks are talking about. That's great, because I, I, I just did the layman thing where I just read the Bible and just looked at the words and you could kind of make out the basic meaning of it. I, I read, uh -huh. I've read from a couple of study Bibles, but then to hear you go into more detail, I, I hope is for some of our viewers, it gives them an idea of what is it like when somebody really does have more information from you know more uh, understanding more academic resources yes. because guys like Michael Todd are always speaking against theologians are always speaking against having too much knowledge too much knowledge mm -hmm. well that's that's probably because they, they didn't go to school and they <laughs> I don't know I mean if you don't yeah. if you don't have it then I suppose you either uh, wish you did or try to get by without it well you have put down those who do yeah but, yeah yeah okay so let's go let's go to Habakkuk 2 2. Okay, so here uh, in Habakkuk 2.2, 2, uh, of course Habakkuk is having this vision from God, or this word from God, that he is going to judge his people. Uh, Habakkuk, first of all, well, first of all, Habakkuk is asking God in the first chapter, uh, how come all this evil is happening, what's going on, you know, why, why, uh, why are my people, you know, going off and stuff like that um let's see i lost my page here i gotta find it again uh chapter two. Oh yeah here we go um and so he's gonna wait so then at the end of chapter one he says i'm gonna wait and see what god says basically what's what is he gonna say so <clears throat> so god is telling habakkuk or habakkuk however you want to pronounce it he's telling him uh, and the Lord answered me, he says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it, or he may read it while running, is uh, the idea. <laughs> In other words, make it so plain that even if somebody's running by, he can read it. <laughs> now, here's what, uh, so he's talking about what God is going to say to him. He's not talking again. He's not talking about some private vision you had that you're supposed to write down so it comes true. 
So here's the uh, Kyle and Dalich's commentary. I'll just read a few quotes from it uh, to explain what they say uh, this means. So he says, Jehovah gives the answer in what follows. First of all, commanding him to write the vision, chazon, which, you know, everybody's saying that Hebrew word, which means vision, chazon. The revelation from God to be received by inward tuition upon tables, so clearly that men may be able to read it in running, that is quite easily. Okay, so... Uh, and then he says, the article attached to, well, it's the tables, is what he's talking about, does not point to the tables set up in the marketplaces for public notices to be written upon, but simply means, make it clear on the tables on which you shall write it, referring to the noun implied in writing, though not expressed. So then he says, the question is a disputed one, whether this command is to be understood literally or, or figuratively, simply denoting the great importance of the prophecy and the consequent necessity for it to be made accessible to the whole nation. So he's saying it may not even be literal, uh, the idea that Habakkuk is to write it, but just the fact that it's so important uh, that it's to be disseminated among the people so clearly that that even if they were running by, they could they could read it. That's that's the idea. Huh. The passages quoted in support of the literal view, he says, are not uh, decisive. And then he says, we prefer the figurative view, just as in the case of the command issued to Daniel to shut up his prophecy and seal it. So at the end of Daniel, you know, Daniel has that one prophecy, and the angel tells him to seal it. And there's also in the book of Revelation, chapter ten. You know, there's that little scroll yeah. with the angels, and uh, he's told not to write it down. So so there's the contrast. So in prophetic thinking, if you write it down, it becomes public. If you seal it up, then it's not public. There's maybe a time when it's made public, but not right then. Hmm. So, so that's what he's talking about. So he says... Um, to shut up his prophecy, inasmuch as the literal interpretation of the command, especially of the last words, would require that the table should be set up or hung out in some public place, and this cannot for a moment be thought of, he says. The words simply express the thought that the prophecy is to be laid to heart by all the people on account of its great importance, and that not merely in the present, but in the future also. This no doubt involved the obligation on the part of the prophet to take care by commuting it to writing that it did not fall into oblivion. And then he, he says the reason for writing it down is given in verse 3, which is, uh, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come, it will not delay. So the vision God is giving is supposed to be spoken published in some way given out to the people and probably actually written down so it's not forgotten because it's going to be fulfilled in the future hmm. and and so we might look in the immediate future of course it involves uh, the, uh, judah and the babylonians and the invasion that's coming and then the judgment on the babylonians that god is eventually going to give but uh, ultimately it has to do with the time of the messiah 
and uh, what's going to happen when Jesus comes. But uh, speaking of Jesus, so, when I when I heard him talk about this passage and this whole idea that we can write stuff down and it'll happen, like wow, it's too bad Jesus never told us about this. That would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, he didn't really speak about Jesus all that much. No, no. at all. Um, and he didn't read very many scripture passages, and so a lot of a lot of what he said is just kind of aphorisms. I mean, there's not there's not a lot that um, that really has any biblical background to what he says. He, right. he just kind of makes statements. In fact, one of the things I was going to point out when he said slow obedience is disobedience, well, according to Jesus, that's not true. Because he told that parable of the two sons, remember? Matthew 21, 28 to 32, where Jesus said, well, let's say, let's say there's one son, and he says to his father, I'm not going to do what you told me. I'm paraphrasing here, of course. But then later he goes and does it. And then he has another son, and the son says, yeah, I'm going to do what you told me, but he never does it. And then he says, which one did the will of his father? And the answer, of course, is the first one. Mm-hmm. So even though his obedience was delayed, he did obey. So mm. slow obedience is disobedience is not even true. Right. Um, so that's just one example of something he said that if he'd have checked the scriptures or known the scriptures maybe a little better, he, he couldn't have said that. But, you know, he, he hates studying the scriptures. Yeah, he it's, hates it. It's so much work. Yes, so, I don't know. <laughs> did, I was going to ask you a question. Did I? His accent kind of got me sometimes. Did he use the term cheat codes? Yeah, yeah. C-H-E-A-T. Yes, I'm going to give codes. you the cheat codes so that you can I'm have... I'm trying to figure out what that was, yeah, he... I guess, shortcuts or... Right. He's claiming that he can give people the shortcuts to get God to do whatever it is that yeah. you need him to do or... I see. Okay, yeah. I thought I understood that, but I wasn't I wasn't really sure. Did you also notice at uh, 1 hour and 8 minutes and 10 seconds, he was talking about his wife's suitcase being heavy as hell? Yes, I, I did write we that didn't down. We didn't get there. I thought, well, I don't know. What is that necessary? I mean, just no. say heavy? Yeah. He, I, I don't know. I mean... There are, there are signs that, you know, this is not a, a genuinely saved man. I mean, I, we all slip and say things like that occasionally, I suppose, especially if you're in an environment yeah. where people swear all the time. But to do that in what is supposed to be a church service... And you're the pastor. And you're the pastor, and you're... You're not even talking about the Bible anyway. You're talking about suitcases and vacationing and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. He spent a lot of time on that. Yeah, because he, he, he had all the suitcases dragged out there and stuff. We, yeah, we haven't showed him that part yet. Okay, thank uh, you so much, Daryl. Okay, this, well, I hope that helped. That was really helpful. Thank am, you. Thank you so much. Let's do this again okay. soon. Talk to you soon. You're welcome. God bless. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, that was amazing. I love it. I love it. Hearing, you know, and honestly, even though he's a, he is an actual Bible scholar, he was just reading out of a commentary that anybody right. can do. Right. You know, I didn't even do that. I just went through some study Bibles. So, um, I hope that gives you an idea that there's so much depth okay. to the actual Bible, you know, and there's so much meaning there. We don't have to insert our own meaning into right. it. Um, I'm going to go to that thing about the, the suitcases because it's, it's amazing. Write this down in a point. Vision is prepared from here. Write that down. Not there. So there's the uh, there's the Michael Todd Bible verse. Yes. The real the real emphasis. The remixed version. Yes. I'm preparing 
for what transformation is going to be, not from here. I am preparing for the level. I, let me just say it right now. Mm. Part of the vision that God told me when we started this church yeah. is that Transformation Church would be multi-ethnic, multi-generational, multiplying. And then it's this last one that's been on my nerves, multi-campus. Okay, this is what you do when you want to really... Shout out to our campuses. Shout out to all our campuses all <laughs> over the world. Hey, we got more campuses than Michael Todd anytime. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Usually does that in the beginning. No, that was planned. That was planned. Yeah, we, we, we rehearsed that. Yeah. Are we on the script here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, when, when somebody says, God told me this, and I was like, no, God, I, I don't think that's the way we should do it, or I'm not ready for that yet. This is how you get people to go along with whatever you're going to do. You pretend like even he doesn't want to do it, but hey, you know, it's God. You got to go along with God. I have fought that mm. with everything in my being because he's done the multi-generational. So he's been fighting. He hears directly from God all the time. Everything that he teaches, it doesn't come from the Bible. If you listen to him, it comes from what God told him. Right. But when God told him he's going to have multiple campuses, he fought him. What's the point of God telling him stuff? He's just going to fight with him anyway. I don't know. Does that sound like a legitimate thing? I don't know. Everything else God told him, he yeah. follows like yeah. that. But this one thing, like, oh, I don't want to do that. But now he's going to. Cause, yeah. Because, you know, he has to. Has to. He's, he's given in. He's done the multiplying. He's done the multi-ethnic. But the multi-canvas, do we really got all like Paul? God didn't multiply this. It's a it's a marketing campaign. Right. It's a slick sales right. Sales pitch. I'm losing my ability to speak here. I like right here. But God said, I need you to start packing right now. Y'all miss Come on. I need you to start packing right now for where I'm about to take you. She's looking at you. He's looking at you. So slowly but surely, I came back and told my team, I was like, y'all, get ready. We're going into a different season. Get ready. I got to start. I got to start preparing the teams differently. We got to start thinking differently. We got to think outside the box of just opening the building. Could the prophetic pause that God put us in be the very thing that we needed to start getting ready to see the next thing? God's saying, fill it up wherever it's vacant, wherever there's nothing, wherever you have not gotten a prophetic vision. Somebody say, fill it up. <laughs> this is utter uh, nothingness. It is nothingness. This is a stooge doing an act. It's just not funny or clever. No. This it's is sad. It's worse than sad. I don't yes. I don't feel sorry for this man. No, I don't feel bad. sorry for him either. I'm sad because he's so big and all these people are yeah. buying into it. That's sad. Okay, so here's the here's the thing people always ask. Okay. Is is he sincere? Right. What's really going on? What, why does he do I don't know. Nobody knows. It's you know, I can't read a person's heart. All we can do is say that the Bible gives us the the standards for a pastor to right. follow. And this man disobeys all of them. Right. I mean, at least he's not on his third wife, like most of them. But, right. But he's not doing the things that a pastor needs to do, which is clearly laid out for us in the Bible. And he's disobeying the very God he claims to serve by disregarding God's word. God didn't give us a whole bunch of different words to choose from, and we can pick one and we can ignore others. He only gave us one word. And he's acting like, hey, I can do whatever I want with it. That should offend you, and I hope it does. If it hasn't offended you up to this point, I hope you're getting the idea that you really, you know, as, as nice as he might be, maybe he's a nice guy. If he was your neighbor, he might be, a, you know, a, a, a nice guy to 
hang out with and stuff. I don't know. But all you're seeing is this guy on stage. He could be kind of a jerk behind the scenes. That's what a, a lot of really famous people are. That's why they get to be famous people, because they're pushy and they're, you know, arrogant and stuff. I have no idea what he's really like. I have no idea what his actual motivation is. All I know is he's disobeying the very word of God he claims to well, what is Well, what does Paul tell Timothy to do? He, he gives him instructions to be a, a pastor. Yeah. And yeah. it's not this. <laughs> it's not even close to this. <laughs> you know, you, work, you, you read First and Second Timothy and Paul or is... Or Titus. Or Titus, and he's guiding... The pastor saying, these are the things that are important. Remember to do this. And none of it was spoken today. And he is not obeying. He's not in the parameters. Not even close. Not even close no. in the parameters of what he should be doing for the flock. And and that's He's going to keep going with his little chaos. I may not even use it in the next season, but I will be caught. So God, you say, what else for you that I want to about your, about your f forgiveness? All that weight you've been carrying around? Some of y'all need to trade out some stuff in your luggage right now. You actually need to make room for the vision of God. So what he started with is an illustration based on the trip that he took right. with luggage. He's like, how can I use this as an illustration? And then he's going to take anything that he can think of that sort of seems to fit. And it's supposed to come across as this really profound thing when anybody can do this. And we, we actually do this for fun sometimes when we're like... Well, we have fun? Yeah. <laughs> When was the last you know, time? Whatever, whatever the topic is, we go, you know, and it's just like, blah, blah, blah. When the something happens in your life, that's when you know that you're supposed to blah. You can turn anything into an illustration. Yeah. It doesn't actually mean that it's relevant and right. real and true, and it's not really biblical. You've been carrying people and things that have been hindering your vision. But when you get God's vision in there, some of y'all are going to need help. So now he can't fit all the stuff in the suitcase. Being able to carry all the things that God has placed in you. You know why we have such a great team at TC? Because the vision that God has given me is bigger than what I can carry by myself. Yeah. See, a smart person would come and say, just get another bag. And, and I would if I had somebody willing to carry it. But many of us do everything we can with our own vision because we haven't found anybody else that's willing to actually carry it. You have been hitting this all night. It's so this is this is the first time I'm hitting it. Okay. By the way, over here, me. The bar was me. freely available to <laughs> no. all those in the room. You you I were. I didn't stop you. You were you were hoarding it, <laughs> whatever. So, again, I'm checked out because anything he's saying has nothing to do with anything. Anything. He's just, he's just, he's just acting. He's just filling time. He's on filling stage. time, and he's between he's, twisting a Bible. Uh, it's, it's filling time with stunts, and you know he does say some things about how like you like it's supposed to be so profound, it's, and it's like this is not profound. It's idiotic. It's idiotic. Yeah, and and I, I'm sorry, I, not yeah. I'm not sorry, but I'm just. Should we? I want you to see where he goes with this uh, because he just drives this idiocy into further. the ground. Okay, they're part of the vision too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those things that I've, I've been sitting here and um, I've been reflecting on how good God has been mm. to give me people to link arms with yeah. who are visions aligned. Like he told them something in California, but told me something in Tulsa and told them something in Colorado and told them something <laughs> up the street, but we never met before. And God's linking people to be able to carry vision together. It's <coughs> bigger huh. than me and it's bigger than we. I'm glad I got that new microphone to pick up your coughing. Oh, oh that's right. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> He'll maybe 
tone it down. To, I'll have to edit that out. Is what God wants to do in the earth right now, and He's looking for people mm -hmm. who would actually yeah. get vision, write it down, and be willing to say, the area of my finances is vacant. Let's listen to that again. This is this is him creating doctrine. She's fussing over here. Write it down. This is closer than I'm willing to say. So what? Who would actually? Is what God wants to do in. This is what God wants to do on the earth. Okay. He wants to find people who will do X, Y, and Z, all the things that aren't in the Bible that only Michael Todd knows about. The earth right now, and He's looking for people who would actually get vision, write it down, and be willing to say, "The area of my finances is vacant." But God, will you fill it up? Somebody say, fill me up. Say it again, fill me up. No! Do you howl? That's right, we haven't even checked. Oh. Now, now, Brent, this, come sit on this. The movie. stupidity is growing. This is what having the right howl? people in your circle looks like. If you go to a church where there's a man on stage stuffing a suitcase with clothes for no apparent reason. <laughs> Run! Yeah. <laughs> This is not a church. You're 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 welcome to leave and never look back. This is last week's message. It's having a circle of faith. Cause can you zip from that side? Can you use it from that side? What's the zipper oh, in your get life, honey? Get in front, Cause now I'll put my whole body weight on it. Wow. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Okay, and you you close it up. Okay, you got it. Okay, cool. It looks the same. Wow. wow. It looks exactly the same. Profound. Because earlier the suitcase was empty, but yeah. it, you couldn't tell because cause it, looked, it looked like it might have stuff inside, okay. but it didn't have stuff inside. Okay. Yep. And now it's got a lot of stuff inside. Good, honey. Wow. This guy's awesome. As it did when it was empty. But until you... up, oh, there's some weight on it. <laughs> there's some weight. When you get a vision from yeah. God, you can say it. Yeah. You can say it. But when you put something, there's some weight on it. Ooh, that's what weight. God is saying is that he wants you to get a vision. So that his... You got a Bible verse for that, clowny boy? <laughs> this is... This is so idiotic. I know people don't like it when I insult them, but... He deserves to be insulted. He really does. This is, if, if I had somebody who was sincerely trying to preach the Bible, who really cared about God's word, and I disagreed with him, I would never call him an idiot or anything. It'd just be a difference. I have tons right. of people like that. I'm sorry. This is an idiot. This is a clowny boy. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of, reminds me of Bozo the Clown cartoon. Hey, clowny. <laughs> boy, are we going to have a lot of fun on the Bozo show today? Ah. <laughs> 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 Weight or his glory can be a part of your life. Wait, wait. So that his weight or his glory can be a part of your life. So the weight of the suitcase is somehow related to the his weight glory. of the glory of God can be in your life if you stuff the suitcase and you have another guy sit down on it and zipper it closed. Because you, because you made room. Because you got a vision. Yeah. We had one bag on this trip. Uh, the, the limit was 55 pounds. Yeah. There was one bag on this trip that my beautiful, wonderful, amazing wife packed. That was 82 pounds. I'm sorry I'm laughing. But this, this stupidity is just going deeper <laughs> and deeper. And the, the, the sense of, of drawing meaning out of nothingness. It, it cost me $230. Wow. Going and coming back. Wow, that's a heavy suitcase. But what she said to me messed yeah. me up. Uh -huh. It was all Gia's stuff, our new baby. 
Wow. She said, Michael, Oops, he's everything falling. in that bag is essential. Whoa. And when she, now I don't know all the little, the little cleaning products and all of the little things and the zippies and the, the wrappers and the different, but it was heavy as hell. It was heavy as hell. I didn't know. I didn't know how it could be heavy. Yeah. The things and the zippies and the, the wrappers and the different. I, but it was heavy as hell. And right now he's he's thinking to himself, "Oops, do I refer to that and apologize? Do I just let it go and hope that nobody? Because these people are trained. They're like seals in this audience. They do whatever he says. They believe whatever he says. If he swears in a way that's totally inappropriate." in a church service, do they care? They're gonna overlook it, just like they overlook the way he twists the Bible. It's heavy. So, but when she looked at me- You can just read his mind right there. He's thinking, what do I do? Nope, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna say, yep, it's heavy and move on because these people don't care. Me, because she packed the bag. And she had a clear vision of our baby at the beach. Mm. And our baby in a hotel room without all of the amenities. She so, <clears throat> When the when the wife packed a bunch of stuff for the baby, he turned that into an illustration that she had a vision for uh. the stuff that was going to happen on their trip and how because she had a vision for the baby being properly cared for, she was able to pack that suitcase. And that's why he didn't mind paying all that money for the extra weight. You know what I'm thankful wow. for? Yeah. <laughs> that we're almost done? Yes. But I'm also thankful that I can't draw much out of what he's saying because well, there's nothing there what right. I'm, but what i'm saying is we're we've been away from it long enough yeah. that it's difficult for me to look at this and say why would i listen to this and oh this makes sense because none of it does so i'm very thankful that i've gotten deprogrammed not completely but enough to where i'm not programming you again am i i'm telling you how stupid yes. it is no you aren't sir <laughs> okay, i'm good. doing just fine say it with me in a she had put herself in a different country sitting in our bedroom and she knew when she said that to me everything in there is essential i said here's my card woman swipe the thing take the bag why because mm. the vision that she had brought clarity to how everybody else responded to it <laughs> some of you have been dealing with stuff you know today when you came home from the grocery store and you had what was it asparagus yeah you didn't tell me you were going to get asparagus. You said, what should I get? And I said, uh, maybe bananas. I got and those too. You got the bananas, but you know what? What? You got more than the bananas because you had a vision for supper tonight. Yes, I did. You got I asparagus. Did. Yeah, I did have a vision. And I didn't, I didn't question it. When I saw it on the counter, <laughs> I didn't ask for asparagus, but there it was. But you know what? When you cooked it, it all made sense because of the vision. See, I just, I can do it too. Anybody can do this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because you had no clarity to the vision. Mm. You're having conversations about stuff that you're not even supposed to be talking about right now. Because mm. there's no clarity to the vision. Watch what he's going to do. Let me do. just finish. He, he, he could say, you people are sinning. Because I, I think he does say something about gossiping or, you know, you're, you're saying things you shouldn't. I can't remember. My wife, what she did is what I'm asking everybody to do. Mm. See it before you see it. There's the Bible verse. See it before you see it. This uh, week, put on a blindfold. The crazy faith blindfold. Or close your eyes. I just got to go extreme. And I put on a blindfold. And then I just start calling out areas of my life. Where am I? Spiritually. A year and a half from now. Hey, I got an idea. Here's Let's get a donkey and have pin the tail on the donkey. Pin the tail on the donkey. Ouch. Ouch. Donkey 
and see. Only it'll be a target of where your life's going to be in, in the next two years. Spiritually, Michael Todd, how about if you stop twisting the Bible? That would be a good spiritual goal for you. You know, in this very message, the, the Bible that you twisted, the Bible verse that actually tells you to follow the Word of God that right. you twisted to say that it's actually not about following the Word of God? See it before you see it. Where do you work a year from now? How much money's in the bank a year from now? Who are you helping a year from now? I want a million dollars in the <laughs> bank next year. I love this guy. This guy's awesome. Look at, look at the dog. When, when can I open my eyes? How does this work? I didn't, I didn't get to the... Welcome to our family, Kiko. Can you just push the button? Because I, I don't want to Welcome to our family, Kiko. I don't want to lose the million dollars. Scratch that. It ain't even got to be a year from now. It can be a month from now. I want a million dollars a month from now. <laughs> what are you doing about your health next week? <laughs> see it before you see it. Can I open my eyes now, Michael yes. Todd? When you start walking like this... This blindfold's still on. I blew space, it. God will give you a vision. Welcome if to the family. Space, Look at him. <laughs> God will give you a vision. Who are you? Okay, if you make space, God will give you a vision. <sighs> what does that mean exactly? Because you keep talking about how you got to write stuff down. How, how, how does this work exactly? Could you chart this out for it? Maybe I need to buy his book. Yeah, I'm sure that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. maybe he's got a flow chart. Yeah. How are you making a difference? Who is being helped by the words God gives to you? I'm, I'm giving help to people by... Proving what a false teacher you are, Michael Todd. That's that's what you know. One of, one of the goals with our channel, because we're old, and there's going to come a time where we don't do this anymore. I would love to see hundreds of people doing this all around the world, even if it's not on YouTube, just doing it in some way. Because the Bible is the Word of God, and it needs to be treated as such. And He doesn't do that. And we all need to do our part. Take responsibility for your spiritual life. Yes open up the Bible and compare it to the guy talking on stage. And if he's doing it wrong, get out of there. Yep. And tell everyone that you can, anyone who's willing to listen to you, hey, I'm leaving. This guy doesn't care about the Word of God. He's not a true man of God. I don't care how big his audience is. I don't care how big his book is. Right? She kept burying right, her Ginger? face. But now you're talking, so her face isn't in the fur. I don't remember how he ends the blindfold thing. Where are you sharing your testimony? See it. You're riddled with anxiety right now. You would never share what's going on. I don't have anxiety anymore. Boldly and confidently. Saying, you know what, yeah, I used to be on every pill that was imaginable for six years. I could not go into social settings without having a drink. And afterwards, I needed a week to, like, see yourself telling your testimony. So, those are good goals. How does having a vision really, really relate to that? It doesn't. He's just picking stuff out of thin air that are good things that people should do. Yeah, you shouldn't be on drugs. You, you shouldn't have to use drugs to get you through, like, you know, drinking or whatever. But you know this, right? I'm not... You're, huh? <laughs> she no longer cares, people. Huh? She no longer cares. See it. See yourself standing up in front of your family saying, I forgive all of you. I have been holding a grudge and a burden against all of you for the past nine years. And today, my Christmas present to all of you is to let you know that I've released you of the dead. What does having a vision have to do with that? Why, don't, why doesn't he just tell people that you should forgive people? Because that's what scripture tells us to do. Without a vision, we're <laughs> supposed to just, we are supposed to forgive. Forgive right. as Christ has forgiven you. But without a vision, people will perish has absolutely nothing to do nothing with Nothing to do with any of these things. Right. Oops. I'm afraid she's going to flip over. <laughs> Let's think of our own version of, of that. Um, 
I want to sell more paintings in the coming year. I need to have a vision for that. Okay, put a blindfold on and think of a number. And if I guess the same number that you do or close to it, then it's the vision from God. Okay, how many how many paintings do you want to sell next year? Well, I don't make very many. Just don't talk about oh. that. Just see the number. Ask God for the number. Okay. What's the number? I can't tell you. I got to write it down. You can tell me. That not this like a magic thing? If you say it out loud, it doesn't come true. <laughs> no, if you say it out That's... loud, it will come true, and then I have to con I have to confess it with you. Right? I'm not willing to play this game. <laughs> it's confusing, and I'm pretty sure it's not biblical. It's totally not biblical. Um, I love you. I believe in you, and I want to start a better relationship with you from here. Oh. Right now, that for somebody that literally makes your stomach turn. But see it. See it before it happens. This is... Why? Why? There's no point there. No. None whatsoever. What vision is, is being able to see what God has in the future before you ever see it in your present. So vision is seeing what God has in the future before you ever see it in the present. Well, wouldn't that be God's responsibility to tell us? So He pops it in our head. <clears throat> that's the part about this that I find incredibly incoherent. It doesn't hold together. It doesn't it literally doesn't make sense. And so, you know, I'm I'm kind of making fun and joking and stuff, but it even if you say I, I think he's sincere and this is biblical, yeah. it it literally doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't understand what he's saying. And I don't think anybody else here does. That's why he has to hold it together with you know, props, props, and in stories, in stories, and you know, animation, and being dramatic, yeah. and all that stuff. I didn't say sight, because sight is what I see with my eyes open. Vision is what I see with my eyes closed. This week, set aside time and see what God has for you in the future, and then make it a vision and do what? Write it down. Okay, as so. For you. In the future, side time. <clears throat> so this is what he's expecting his people to do. And this was in October of 2021. Wow. There is no follow-up video about all the incredible things that happened to the thousands of people listening to him. About all the things that came true. That would be a good video. Yeah, he should probably make that. He hasn't thought of it yet. I should be on his... He said, well, that should be the next vision for him. Yeah. So, so here's what he's telling people. And see what God has for you. So, okay, so take... Take some time, set it aside, don't pray, don't read your Bible, but see what God had. What did he just say? You rewind it. Uh, rewind it. Set aside time. Set aside time. And see what God has for you. And see what God has for you. Keep going. In the future. And then make it. Oh, you get to see into the future. Right. Do you need a crystal ball? I was just going to say, do you need a crystal ball? Because. In a vision. And do what? Write it down. Okay, so you see the thing in the future. No, 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 no. First, you First? get alone. See what God has Wait, for you. Wait, Todd White calls that the secret place. I wonder if it's the same thing or is it a slightly different doctrine? Well, uh, it's different. Okay. But what I find interesting is just before he said this, he said, seeing is with your eyes and that's, you know, that's sight. That's not it. Vision is with your eyes closed. Well, here he's telling us to see what God has for you and then come up with a vision. You see it in your mind, man. <laughs> You know, you don't see it in reality. Write it down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down too. Hang on, I gotta show you something. And then... <clears throat> Have you seen this YouTube channel? It'll work! These two are so good.
um, it's called Hit the Bar. It's a program. It sounds terrible. No, no, it's actually really good. You, I think you would, you would approve of most of what they do. Oops, so. I think we're going to have somebody who's just going to exit now. I wrote this down from earlier. Oh wow! Twenty-seven and twenty seconds. This is uh, this is William Hinn before he got abandoned by his buddy Todd White. Because <laughs> yeah, they started a church together. When they started the world's greatest church together, it was going to change everything, and then it fell apart within a matter of months. That's okay. when we did it when we were upstairs. Yeah. Okay. So it's not us necessarily knowing what the plan is as much as it is having a revelation that we know how to position ourselves for. That is so messed up. <laughs> I don't know what to, I, I like, let's, I, <laughs> so we believe, yes, there's going to be direction, there's going to be prophetic insight of what's to come, but it's more than that. Everyone say more than that. There's going to be prophetic wow. insight, but it's going to be more than that. Well, okay, you already got the word of God, and on top of that, you're going to get prophetic insight, but it's going to be more than that? So it's not details, it's not upcoming programs. Okay. True vision, and I want you to write this one down. Write True this down. vision <laughs> is. <laughs> write that down. It's a revelation on how to rightly see. Whoa, that's heavy. <laughs> okay, so revelation is the revealing of something. That's correct. That is correct, Alex. So, in the process of having something revealed to you, you are seeing it. Right. But he's saying no, revelation is knowing how to see correctly. Well, that's nice that you made something up like that, Will. <laughs> but that's not what the verse you just referred to says at all. Right. And then you're not giving us a verse for this little saying either. Right. True. This this was <sighs> another guy twisting the same Bible verse, yeah. and he gave it a completely different meaning. Yeah. <clears throat> what does God really mean? First Corinthians two. Who is really right? Oh. That is what the Scripture means when they say, "No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared." For those who love, it's already prepared. That's heaven. Watch, what, watch what he does. It's already prepared. God has prepared for those who love. It's already prepared. Why don't you just ask God to show you? Get rid of that Bible verse as quickly as you can, because if you actually look at it, you'll see that it has nothing to do with what he's saying. Okay, read it. Um, he's using the New Living Translation, which is a very... A modern translation, okay. which is sometimes okay. I'm, I, you know what? I call it a um, paraphrase by accident because that okay. was. It is a translation, but it's not the best. Okay. <clears throat> it's easy to read. Two nine. This is what you do if you want to be a Bible scholar, and it's not actually a Bible scholar. You just read the verses that come before it and the verses that come after it, and you kind of get the whole meaning. Get the meaning right. Um, I'm going to start at, right at the beginning of the chapter. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Christ and Him crucified. This is one of the key verses for any preacher. If somebody's preaching everything but Christ crucified. and Him crucified, mm -hmm. he's doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's what this man is doing wrong. <clears throat> that's what the Bible says, so... We're just pointing it out. <laughs> and I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. So he's saying I'm, I'm not a great speaker. Mm -hmm. 
it was the words were God's words. I was mm -hmm. talking to you about the gospel. So the power comes from the gospel message, not from the person who knows how to work the crowd. And the message is Christ crucified. Yes. Mm -hmm. Verse 6, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. Okay, so just looking at a simple study Bible, this is a really common one. Uh, that passage is summarized in uh, this little note here. The rulers who executed Jesus did not understand what they were doing. Paul and the Corinthians, who also, Paul and the Corinthians would also have failed to understand Christ's death apart from the Spirit's revelation to them about its meaning. Um, in Romans 8:27, the Spirit searches the human heart, but here the Spirit searches. Uh, that's about that's about verse 10. Yeah, that's the next verse. Uh, the note right before that, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men. Mere in intellectual persuasion, persuasion, persuasion does not save people. Saving faith is produced by the heart-changing power of the Holy Spirit as the gospel is proclaimed. This is not a passage about how... Let's just back it up. Those who love... And when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love. It's already prepared. Why don't... So according to what you read, what's already prepared? Heaven. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That The certainty that no matter what happens in this life, Christ is crucified for our sins. So he's turning that into... Um, <clears throat> No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. As God's got this wonderful thing. So now coming. you got to ask Him for it. Yeah, you just got to have the listen. vision. Don't you just ask God to show you? See, mm -hmm. it's not like there's some conjuring that you have to do and some dance and some perfect. It yeah. is conjuring. It's exactly conjuring. Right. And th this whole thing has been a dance, and you yeah. got to do a million things. Right. And you've been adding to Scripture. Yes. And we aren't supposed to add to Scripture. Galatians talks about that. Paul was very, very, well, he talked about a different gospel, but, yeah. you know, when you don't have Jesus in there, but you're preaching good news and some new thing, new revelation, that's now the gospel. That's now the yeah. good news that he's proclaiming. Right. It's the good news of, you know, a bunch of stuff that's going to happen in your life. Yeah. Which is a motivational speech. Right. It's always good to want a better job. It's always good yes. to have good relationships. It's and always good to do good things have in Have goals life. of yeah, what well, you want to see yourself in a year or whatever. But, he, again... He is supposed to be God's servant teaching the word of God to the sheep. That he's the shepherd, supposedly. He's not. And he's not. He asked me. Ask me for vision, and I'll give it to you. So But, but again he said write it down and then ask for God to give you a vision. And other times he said, first you're gonna get the vision and then you write it down. I would say that you get the vision from God, then you write it down. But and, then, and the vision from God is not a vision from God. It's whatever no, popped into your head. Right, what you want. Yeah. And again, this is very self-focused. Mm -hmm. This is a very narciss narciss narcissistic yeah. and he's, he's, sermon. He's throwing in some good things, you know, right. like you want to bless people. 
That's how you get people greedy. Yeah. It's the oldest trick in the book. They all say this. You know, we want you to be wealthy so that you can bless others. So I'm going to get a really big house and a really, really super <laughs> fancy car, and I'm going to have all this money, and I'm going to get to be a big shot, but I'll bless others in the, in the process, so it's okay. It's feeding the flesh. That's yeah. all this is. And I don't, I don't know if he's intentionally doing that. I, I, I don't know his motives, but I don't trust this man for a second. Yeah. I don't trust people with that kind of power who got into a position to take over a church and just have it grow like crazy and then to take all this credit for, you know, I'm the, I'm the master. He really does claim to have mastered this vision thing, which isn't in the Bible. Let's just do it a little bit more. This is why I am so out of time, but I got to give somebody this so that we can go. Write it down. Six advantages to vision. Just write it down. And I'm just going to go through them because this is going to be the key. Number one advantage to vision. Vision gives energy. Some of you are so lethargic about everything because you don't have a vision. At the moment you get a... Maybe they're just lazy. I mean, maybe, maybe they're sick. Maybe... <laughs> I mean, honestly, this guy is obviously a high-energy guy. Some people are just like that. Their personalities right. are not always so animated. Right. So he's condemning people for what might be nothing. Right. And this idea that vision gives energy, well, this is what every motivational... We heard this in Amway. <clears throat> right. That's why we had to go dream building and pretend we wanted motorhomes and stuff that we really didn't Imagine want. Imagine yourself in the motorhome. We what are you going to do with... What are you going to do to be able to get that? Because you can get that. You just have to figure it out. you got to have a big enough dream. you got to have a big enough dream. It's the same exact thing. He's just right. exchanging the word dream for vision. Right. I want to kind of scoot ahead to see what the other stupid fake Bible verses are. It's getting late. Here's the next one. Vision eliminates excuses. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's hard because I had a vision. Vision gives energy. Number two, vision eliminates excuses. When you get a vision, excuses become irrelevant. This is where we started. This is perfect. I do tons of stuff I don't like doing because of the vision that God's given me. Can I be hot with y'all, humble, open, and transparent? I don't like studying to preach every Sunday. It is tedious work for me. I start on Wednesday. <laughs> wow. The four or five verses that you misused weren't studied very hard. I don't know what you were studying. I don't know what you do for all those hours in your, in your office <laughs> That's a or good point. To get to Sunday. And I'm working on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday. Wow. And I'm tweaking up until 30 minutes before service on Sunday. Wow. Every week. Wow. <coughs> he works every week, honey. Does anybody else do that? I don't think so. Wait a minute. Wait I a think minute. I do. I think we all do. <laughs> Except when he's on a vacation. Yeah. There we go. Where you should just end right there. Yeah, he hates it. He hates studying God's word. Yeah. And he hates having to do what he does, but he does it. Oh, wow. We're so he's lucky. he's got a vision because God so gave it to him. Okay, this has been a long one. Actually, I didn't know how we were going to do this because yeah. this, this, you could stop. It, we didn't start at the beginning and it would have taken, you know, hours and hours yeah. to point out everything he says that's <clears> false. And we don't want to get ill. <laughs> I mean, yeah, physically ill. This is toxic. Yeah, it is. It's poisonous. And and if you think about it in this way, <coughs> that's the way real deception works. Mm -hmm. it, it has some truth sprinkled in there. It looks good on the surface. He's right. not going out there again saying, I'm going to trick you all into following the devil. Right. He might actually believe this stuff. 
That's completely possible. He's completely sincere and he's mishandling the Bible over and over again because he thinks that's a good idea for some idiotic reason. But there is no Holy Spirit in that equation because the Holy Spirit is God's promise to guide and direct us and to convict us of sin right. and to point us back to Christ. Right. The Holy Spirit is not involved in this at all. <clears throat> right. Now, if you're going to a church like this and you're like, you know, I knew something was wrong, that's the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit is the one saying, hey, Open up your Bible. Yeah. Compare it to what this clown is saying. Yeah. That's that's how the Holy Spirit actually does work. It sometimes is, uh, it's something that is happening in spite of the mainstream out right. there of everybody who's famous and popular and all your friends are talking <clears throat> about. So, we hope that was helpful. We don't have a dog that howls yet. No. And it, it, for those of you who don't know, we We had... lost our dog, Lucy, who howled. Yep. She was great. Then we got her and Pebbles, and then we lost Pebbles a yeah. month ago. So then we got, and they've all been rescue dogs. So now that we've got him over there, we really don't know what he does yet, well, except he was being... While Daryl was on the phone, he was over there doing his routine where he tries to spread his scent all over. You could hear his... And he's doing this with his paws. Really he's acting funny. like a cat. And then he's he's doing these he's somersaults, and you know I didn't what? have my phone. I should have... What we might do in the future, I've, I thought about this, is to have... You know, I used to have the Lucy cam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, is to have a second camera always on so that we can have some fun with the dogs. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a performer You know, we didn't intend to have dogs. It just no. kind of worked out that way, and it, it makes it more tolerable to it get does. through these really bad sermons. It really does. Okay, so what do I always say at the end, honey? Read your Bible, go to church, be at peace. No, that's in the video. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's very good. Uh, it's been a while. Check out the other... Oh, there we go. Check okay. out the other resources on the Messed Up Church website you're doing good thank you <laughs> and there's a playlist of recommended channels did i already say that it's not a playlist it's oh. just recommended channels but yeah and there's a bunch of resources there playlists yeah playlists you got the right idea i i <clears> save <throat> videos when i see things that i think oh that that would be a useful video for somebody i save playlists so i have literally hundreds and hundreds of videos saved in a whole bunch of different playlists and so one of our hopes with this channel, besides doing what we do and some of the videos that I make on my own, I love doing all that stuff, but I really want to encourage everybody to start taking your spiritual life serious. And, responsible. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and so I have discovered that I have this, it's literally a type of personality disorder where I just love going into all this uh, detail about whatever it is I'm interested in. Like right now I'm really interested in speakers. <laughs> and I, I can't turn it off because I just keep researching. I got these ADS speakers for next to nothing. I found out, oh, these are the best speakers I've ever heard. Now I want to know more about you know, when did they make them and what other speakers did they make And them? I get to hear it when I come uh, home from yeah. work. <laughs> so, He's got to talk to somebody. So you need to develop that kind of attitude, though, about the, the false teaching that you've been under. And What does the Word of God say? Yes, what does the Word of God mm -hmm. say? And it's going to take you a, a, a great deal of time and effort. Mm -hmm. It's not going to, you're not going to figure a lot of stuff out all but the time. But the blessings that are going to come and the assurance of salvation and assurance that you are getting fed the Word of God and not cotton sugar, candy. cotton candy, yeah. candy canes. It's worth it, in other words. Yeah, Hold absolutely. on to your faith. We want you to hold on to your faith. Yes. We want you to grow in your faith and we want you to to be at peace. That's why I always put that in at yeah. the end of every video. And, you know, a lot of people who do do what sometimes it's called discernment videos, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of everybody's wrong. There's all this dark stuff. And, you know, don't trust anybody <laughs> except me in my tiny little channel. 
I, I really don't want that to happen here. So I'm trying to be generous with people, even when we have some disagreements. Right. But with a guy like this, who's so famous and so influential and so bad, you know, I, I'm so off the mark. I really I pound him hard because that's what they deserve. Not not as a human being, but right. as a pastor. He's in the role of a pastor. <laughs> and that's a very important role. And he's actually hurting people. And it should stop. So that's why I'm so hard. It's not because I'm personally, I don't know this man personally. So, okay. I went probably into too much detail like I usually do, didn't I? Uh, it's okay. Okay. I'm looking at everything here. Um, we also have... Oh, that's right. I don't talk about the, the Patreon thing enough. We're making more videos. A lot of times people say, can we hear your story? And we have done that. I don't want it to be a YouTube thing. I don't want that to be the focus. I really want this to be about theology more than our personal story because we're just really very, very normal, ordinary people. And so uh, we do some of that on our Patreon site. Also, the same videos are also used on AGTV, the American Gospel AGTV. That's what that stands for. Um, that's a great series of a uh, couple of movies. There's a new one coming out. I'm helping Brandon do some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And we make a video about once a month. And some of that will go into more detail about the history of the evangelical movement mm -hmm. and revivalism and a lot of the... And what we experienced growing yes. up yep. in those types of environments. And it's only six bucks a month. So if you're interested and you can help us, uh, that, that, that's, that's a way that we can kind of pay the bills while I take a lot of time to do the right. research that I do. And if you can't afford it and you really want that information, just send me an email. The contact information is on the website. And I'll just send you the links for free if you're broke. I, we totally get it. We've been broke yeah. for almost our entire lives. Yeah. In fact, honey, we're, we're kind of right now, aren't we? Yeah. If you want to buy some prints, he's yeah, an artist. Yeah, for Christmas <laughs> Christmas, time. there what you go. great gift idea. There's still time before. Only in America, though, because the shipping is already too late. For oh, yeah, it is. <clears throat> anyway, okay. thank you to everybody. We love you. Thank you for we your prayers. We appreciate your, your comments so much. And encouraging words. It's yep. been a, re a really rough year. I mean, losing two yep. dogs, it's just, I mean, I know other people have lost a lot of other things, and I get that, but we all have our El Guapo. <laughs> For some, shyness is an all guapo. <laughs> no, it's it is. It's been it's it's just been difficult to get in front of the camera and f for Steve to to find more things because he's got a well, lot of plates. It's not struggling. hard to find stuff. It's hard right. for us to get together and to right. take the time to do this. It's emotionally draining. Yeah, it's a lot more than we thought. At first, yeah, it was it kind is. of fun, and now slogging. Yeah, we're slogging through. We're slogging. So thanks for slogging through with us. Yeah, we appreciate you We really you hope guys. this is a benefit. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey! 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 Basta! <laughs>